Well, uh, let's get into that tonight. We're going to be going, and I'm going to be reading to you from the New King James Version. We're going to Matthew's Gospel, of uh, chapter 13. Again, uh, uh, pray for us tonight. My voice, it's about, I can tell uh, when it's trying to check out on me, and it's trying to do that tonight. But uh, Matthew chapter 13, we're going to be reading it beginning at verse 53, and we're going to read down through verse 58. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I'm going to depend highly upon this microphone this evening. Um, Now it came to pass, when Jesus had finished these parables, that he departed from there. And when he had come to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue. So that they were astonished and said, Where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? Let me just stop and think. say right there. That right there completely tears down. Uh, uh, the Catholic doctors of Mar- uh, a doctrine of Mary's perpetual uh, virgin, being, uh, being a virgin. Jesus had plenty of half brothers. He had sisters, half sisters. Somebody tell me why I use the word half. Hmm? Because after Christ was born, Mary and Joseph had many children. They had other children. They had sons and they had daughters. Amen. But Joseph was not Jesus' father. Mary was his mother, but Joseph was not his father. Let's go on. Verse 56. And his sisters, are they not all with us? Where then did this man get all these things? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. Verse 58 is what I want to focus on in the message tonight. And he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. He did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Let's pray. Mighty God, as we come tonight, we thank you, God, and we praise you for your word. I'm asking God tonight, God, that you will feed us from your word. Speak to us, God. Encourage us, God. Help us, God, uh, to uh, be able to reach out more in belief and trust in you, God. Bless this message tonight. Anoint us tonight to deliver it. In Jesus' name, let the church say, you can be seated. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to speak to you tonight for a few short minutes on a subject titled, The Barrenness of Unbelief. The Barrenness of Unbelief. Now, when Jesus came on the earth, his popularity grew so fast that he had to go outside the cities and villages so the people could gather uh, uh, near uh, him. Great miracles were performed as people crowded to the touch of the hem of his garment to be made well. Hallelujah. You know, uh, at the first, there were multitudes and multitudes who followed the Lord. I mean, they were coming from every direction. And the city 
the cities and the little villages around in Galilee was not big enough um, uh, to support all the people. Amen. And so that, that's what led him to the hillsides and to the countries. Amen. Where there'd be great, big, vast fields and that he could teach the people and everything. They were coming from everywhere. And uh, they were being healed and, uh, and delivered. Demons were cast out. The blind, the eyes were open. The lame. Amen. Uh, we're walking again. Hallelujah. I mean, uh, the power of God was flowing like uh, like you wouldn't believe. But not everybody benefited from the power which was being poured out. Amen. Wherever he went. Amen. Not everybody benefited from it. Hallelujah. And it was not because Christ was unwilling. Jesus is not unwilling to meet you at the point of your need. He's not unwilling, amen, to reach out and touch you when you got a need. Hallelujah. But you've got to come back and you've got to touch him, but you've got to touch him through faith. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So it was not because Christ was unwilling. It was because Satan had sowed, and listen to this, he sowed seeds of unbelief which made their hearts barren of any fruit of miracles or wonders which are happening everywhere else Christ went. That's what I'm talking about when I'm speaking about, about the barrenness of unbelief. Amen. Barren land can't produce the heart. Amen. Barren land is dead and dry. I've been, in, I've been through a few deserts, amen, and traveling uh, years ago. And I mean, hot and dusty and dry and so no tumbleweeds going everywhere, uh, and um, there's there's no fruit. There's there's nothing there. Amen. As you look out, barrenness. And brother, I'm gonna tell you something. There's not anything quite as barren. Amen. As a heart. Amen. That's got unbelief in it. Hallelujah. Now, I want to show something to you here. Praise the Lord. Amen. When when we talk about the barrenness of unbelief. Then I'm talking about something being unsustainable life. When something is barren, it can't, can, it can't sustain life whatsoever. When something is barren, it is void of life because life cannot be sustained in its environment. Sometimes, sometimes you can make something barren by what you sow in it. Hallelujah. You can have a fruitful field. But you can make that fruitful field barren by what you sow in it. That's why it's important for us, amen, to sow the goodness of God in our heart. To make sure that we walk by faith and not by sight. That we, we stamp out any kind of seed, amen, of unbelief that may try to come through. Amen, because it will hinder you like nothing else. I'm, I'm going to go to the book of Judges, chapter 9, verse 45, and I'm going to show you something. This is interesting to me, and I studied this out, and I found out something back in those days, uh, in, in the days of the kings, and where there was all kind of tribal warfare. There was something... That they would do to after city if if a, if a king took an army into a city and he defeated that city, there's something that he would do 
before he left. And here's an example of it in Judges chapter 9, verse 45. So Abimelech fought against the city all that day. He took the city and killed the people who were in it. And he demolished the city and sold it with salt. Think about that. you give them, amen, they've got a seed of unbelief, like that salt that was sold into the ground that made the ground barren, hallelujah. 
when unbelief is sowed in your heart, it becomes barren of any fruit of God being produced in your life. Your heart becomes unsustainable to the life of God. I don't know about you, church, but I want God working in my life. I need God working in my life. Hallelujah. I need him working in my life. Now, there's been times, there's been times that I've had to deal with unbelief. You know, I think everybody's a child of God. We believe that God can do something, but sometimes we don't believe he will do something. Like one man who came to Jesus, one Jesus says, "All thing, uh, anything can happen. Anything's possible to him that believes." What did he say unto Jesus? He said, "Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief." Hallelujah! That's what we've got to deal with today. That's what we've got to uh, to work on today. Is that that unbelief, that spirit that tries to come come through us? Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! You bear with me just for a moment. Hallelujah. Now, as I was studying this out, there's something that uh, that kind of amazed me. Something that amazed me, and I think it ought to make every one of us. When, when, when I talk about evil, and we talk about something being evil, uh, what, what comes to mind? You know, I mean... Uh, I've heard somebody say one time, well, you talk about evil, first thing pops in my mind is Charles Manson. You know, that's a, that's evil. Or one of the, oh, some serial killer or something like that, some, uh, something of that nature. But you, do you know that unbelief, God considers unbelief as evil? Hallelujah. Amen. God considers unbelief evil. Hallelujah. And I'm going to take you to a scripture to bring this out. And it will pro- probably be the last scripture that we deal with on tonight. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 12. Beware. That's a warning. Beware. Hallelujah. Watch out for something. Beware of this. Brethren. Now, that's the second thing. Brethren. He's talking about the body of Christ here. He's talking to brothers and sisters in Christ. Blood bought, hallelujah. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. An evil heart, hallelujah, of unbelief in departing from the living God. Now, in this text, an evil heart is a heart which harbors unbelief and it further concludes that it will cause you to depart or separate from God. Hallelujah. There's nothing else that you have to worry about. There's nothing else the devil can bring your way. There's nothing else that the devil can use to give you, uh, uh, to lure you away from God if he can let some kind of seed of unbelief get into your heart. Hallelujah. Amen. Because if that is not taken care of, if that is not dealt with, amen, then it will eventually, amen, cause us to depart from God. Hallelujah. We have got, we've got to have belief. We've got, we've got to trust God. Hallelujah. There's no 
was like Abimelech sold that salt in the ground to make it barren in the places that he destroyed. Satan will try to sow the seed of doubt. He will. He said every tree that will bring forth fruit, amen, is going to be hewn down. Amen. So we, it's necessary that we bring forth fruit. But, folks, we cannot bring forth fruit if we've got unbelief. We've got, to, we've got to trust God. We've got to trust his word. Whatever his word says, we've got to learn to stand on it. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, I was... Um, I was watching a video uh, one time of a ministry, uh, and uh, somebody was giving a testimony and how they was going through uh, a whole lot of problems. This happened to be uh, a, a lady, and uh, she said, you know, um, uh, doctors was doing this and doctors was doing that. Different ones was talking this thing and that thing. And she said, I was trying uh, uh, to follow everybody's advice and all of this stuff. But she says, and nothing was going on. And the Lord spoke to her. And he says, when are you going to quit standing on everybody else, their opinion and their views, and start standing on my word? On, on my word. So she was on the platform giving her testimony that night. And she opened up the book. She laid it down. She took her, she took her, uh, her shoes off. And she slipped up. And she says, from this day forth, I'm standing on your word. The power of God fell. That's what we got to do. We got to stand on His Word. We cannot afford to let our lives be barren because, for some kind of way, the devil sowed some type of seed of unbelief 
amen, in our life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. I don't know. I know a number is, is small tonight, but there might be somebody that's got a need here this evening. Amen. Somebody might be battling with something. Amen. I'm going to ask Brother Darrell to come back up if he would and, um, uh, and, and do a course for us. Amen. I don't think I'm going to be able to do one, but if you've got a need in your life tonight for something that you're dealing with, amen, let us have the opportunity, amen, to pray with you, amen, to stand with you, amen. If you're battling some kind of an area of unbelief, amen, we've got to keep that area of unbelief away, hallelujah, because the devil will use that, and it's stronger that unbelief than any other thing, unbelief is stronger. Let's everybody stand together tonight. And let's worship God just for a few minutes. Amen. As Brother Darrell leads us in a course. And uh, let's just praise God. If anybody wants prayer, amen, the altars are open. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.